Hello. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope that you will be encouraged and it builds your faith. Thanks for listening. If you have your copy of God's Word this morning, if you'll turn to the book of Romans chapter 8. The book of Romans chapter 8 is where I want to minister out of this morning. Hopefully you had a wonderful Christmas. And if you're like me, you've enjoyed your family and seeing them. It's good to have our daughter Savannah home from uh, college, from Oral Roberts University. And she's here with a few days, and we're glad she's home. It's always good to see her. She graduates in May, and so we're happy about that. Praise God. Amen. And then she gets to do adulting, really adulting. She's been doing adulting for a long time, and she's done well. And we're very proud of her. But we're glad that she's home this week, and it's always good to see her and have her home. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8, and I want to read verses 28 and 29 this morning. And uh, I want to begin a series this morning, a new series beginning uh, to go into this new year. And I want to begin a new series entitled The Comeback. And uh, I, you know, I believe, how many of you believe that a, God's Word can literally change the atmosphere of our lives? That a Word from God can literally change the atmosphere of our lives? And I believe God is beginning to plan a comeback for many of us after having gone through a very difficult year of this year for many of many of you had had financial setbacks many of you have had emotional setbacks physical setbacks whether it be your health or battling covid uh, nationally as a nation we gone through a lot this past year and of course the church has gone through a lot spiritually this past year but i believe god is getting ready to bring a comeback not only for us but the church and I do believe. But I want to read to you a passage of Scripture that has been a, a key passage of Scripture in my life for a long time, as long as I've been a Christian. And uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 and 29, I want to read that to you this morning. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For whom He, forget, he, for, for whom he foreknew, He also predestined, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We just pray that this word would reach even beyond our own understanding this morning. We pray that this word would reach out into our hearts and be planted deep. May it be a word of encouragement this morning. May it strengthen us in this hour. And God, we know that the church is ready for a comeback. Our lives are ready for a comeback, and we believe that you're going to begin to do that this morning in our lives, in this region, in our area, and in our personal lives, and we believe the church, we believe River Valley Community Church, the church as a whole is going to experience a great comeback in 2021, and we're believing by faith in Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. You know, it's time to get up off the mat. If you've been knocked down, it's not time to give up or quit. It's not time to moan and groan about it. But if you've been knocked down, uh, but you're not out because we serve a God who is a comeback God. He is a comeback God. You know, Frank Wright, who is the head coach of the Baltimore Colts, and many of you who are Baltimore Colts, or not Baltimore Colts, Indianapolis Colts fans, um, uh, Frank Wright, uh, he is known of having of being the quarterback who has led the largest 
comeback in NFL history. In 1993, he was the third-string quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. They were in a playoff game against the Houston Oilers, and they were down 35-3 to with 28 minutes left in the game. Um, and he was a third-string quarterback. The first-string quarterback was injured, and he had, he had replaced the second-string quarterback who played the first half and didn't do very well. So the second half, they brought Frank Wright in to lead the team. And he led the Bills to a 41-38 overtime victory over the Houston Oilers uh, to win that playoff game, which is the greatest comeback in NFL history. I want you to know this morning, the attitude of our God is that God is never giving up on us. God never gives up on anyone. Matter of fact, I want to read a scripture to you in 2 Samuel chapter 14 and verse 14. And this is a passage of scripture in 2 Samuel when David is, is being confronted about the restoration of his son Absalom, whether he allows Absalom to come back to his palace and to his home after Absalom's rebellion. And this is what the scripture says. David was confronted, and this is what is said. For we will surely die and become like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Yet God does not take away a life, but he devises means so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. In other words, what God is saying in this scripture is, God is the one who, who devises ways that to bring back those who have been scattered, to bring them back together again. God has a way to regather, to regain, to restore, to reclaim, to refresh, and to renew our lives. In other words, the passage said, like water spilled out that can't be gathered up again, yet God always devises a way that he brings back those that have been banished or those that have been away. God always devises a way. God always, and, and, and there are times for you and us when we experience, there, these are times when you and I need to begin to experience the spirit of a comeback in our lives. Job chapter 14, verse 7 says, There is hope for a tree. Uh, it is, it, if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender shoots will not cease. Though its roots may grow old in the earth, yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches uh, like a plant. All it needs is the ability to pick up the scent of water. In other words, water represents the Holy Spirit. And many of you, maybe this morning, your, your, your family tree has been cut down this year. Or, or, or maybe like 2020, life is, has, has, has made your life like a stump. But it says as long as the roots have the scent of water, God, God can give every family and every individual a comeback this morning. And, and, and though you may say, well, I've messed up or I did something that I, I shouldn't have done. Uh, the Bible says there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. There is a river flowing that the dead can live, can come to life again. There is a river that the out can get in again. The down can get up again. The uh, depressed can dance again. 
uh, and it's time for a comeback um, in our lives. And God will bring that comeback. All, all we need is to smell the scent of the living water of the Holy Spirit to be applied to our life. And, what, and all you need to do is to grab hold of the promises of God this morning. And, and this morning in this passage of Scripture, I, I want to share with you, this, is, this passage of Scripture is what I call a comeback promise. This is a comeback promise. But watch this. How many are familiar with the story of the prodigal son? How many know he had a comeback? That he jumped the fence of the hog pen and headed back home to his father's house. And the Bible says that when he was a ways off, or when he was afar off, a great way, his father saw him, and his father ran to him, and his father ran to him, and the Bible says, fell on his neck and, and kissed him, the Bible says. And, and just the fact that he turned back to God, just in the moment that he turned back to God, just the fact, the moment when he made the decision to turn back, the father recognized him and began to run after him. And it, it's in that moment, it's in that moment, if you're, if it, just the fact when you turn back to him, let him fall on your neck. When we return back to the father, you know, I've preached the prodigal son for all my life as a pastor for many years, and I've always been uh, puzzled by that scripture, and I've never seen this. Maybe you have, but this is something about the story that I never saw. And it said, when the father, the father came running and, and, and ran to the son and fell on his neck, and I've always been perplexed of why did the father come running? Why did he begin to run? And the Holy Spirit began to show me because he could not come back on his own. He had to have help to come back. And so, and that's what happens when we turn towards God. The moment we turn back to God, the moment we, we turn back to him, he comes running after us because he knows that even though we make the decision to return, we cannot come back and make a comeback unless God comes back with us. He leads us back. But he couldn't, he couldn't cover, because the, the prodigal son couldn't cover his own shame. He couldn't cover the stench of the pig pen. He couldn't, he couldn't quit his habits on his own. His father came and threw a robe of righteousness on him. His father put shoes on his feet. In other words, orchestrating a means of comeback. Orchestrating a means of comeback. He gave him a ring and restored his gift now he's back in the family business. Now he is an heir. And, and now as he comes back to the father's house, that the father, it's the father that is helping him come back. And all we have to do in any situation is just remember that if we turn back to the father and just move toward him, something's going to fall on us. The favor and grace will fall on us and kiss us. The love of God will fall on us because we can't come back on our own. We have to have God help us come back when we make a comeback in our lives. And this morning, we have to let God give us a comeback this morning. But I want to take a few minutes this morning, and I want to share with you this comeback promise. And I want to just break this scripture down for you for a moment and begin this comeback series and just let you know this has always been a comforting passage of Scripture in my life for me over the years. 
But I want you to see something in this passage this morning. First of all, there was a gentleman by the name of Herbert Locker who wrote a book a few years ago, or years ago, that was titled, All the Promises of God. And, and he, did, he did an in-depth research, and of course, he found out there are 31,000 scriptures verses in the Bible. Out of those 31,000 scripture verses, 8,810 of those verses were promises from God to his people. First of all, I want to make a couple of observations this morning before I get into breaking this passage down. One is, how many know God is faithful? He is a faithful God. We need to know that this morning, that God is faithful. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. In other words, we're to hold fast of our profession of our faith unwavering this morning because he who promised is faithful. God is faithful this morning. God, listen, if God says that an elephant is going to lay an egg, you better get your skillet. We say all the time, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it for me. Really, it's deeper than that. It's that God said it, says it, whether we believe it or not, uh, believe it or not, it's still... Uh, it still settles it. Whether we believe it or not, it's still true. And so God is faithful. Number two, we have to understand we don't live our lives based on explanation. In other words, we don't live our lives on ex- we, we don't live our lives based, we live our lives based on the promises of God, and we don't live on somebody else's explanation around us, but the promises of God. The old timers used to have an old saying. They'd say, our hearts may, be, may twist and turn and our hearts may throb and ache. It's in my soul. I'm glad I know our God makes no mistakes. The promise that I've come across many times, this passage of scripture in Romans chapter eight and verse 28, uh, I've come across many times. There were two ladies who were having a conversation and one lady said, hello, Miss Smith. She said, uh, it's not Mrs. Smith anymore, it's Mrs. Jones. She said, uh, she said, I remarried. And the other lady said, she said, that's good. She said, no, he's mean. And she said, oh, that's bad. She said, oh, no, he's rich and he bought me a million-dollar house. She said, that's good. No, it's bad, she said. It burnt. She said, oh, that's bad. She said, no, that's not that bad. He burnt in it. And so... Even when it doesn't make sense, God still works all things together for our good. And I want you to see four things this morning about this, about God working all things together for our good. Number one, I want you to know that this promise, this passage of Scripture, is a conditional promise. It's a conditional promise. It's, it's to those, the Bible says, We know that all things work together to those who what? Who love God. Who love God. Who live for Him. There are two groups of people. There are those who love God and who live for Him. And then there are those who don't love God and don't live for Him. They have no... And these, those who don't live for God, have no explanation for the difficulties of their lives. If you know Jesus this morning... 
regardless of what's happening in your life today, God is working all things for your good this morning. I've often said this. I've wrote this in my Bible. God's sovereignties, God's sovereignty helps me keep my sanity. God's sovereignty helps me keep my sanity. I don't always understand, but I understand the promises of God. I don't always understand every situation, but I do understand the promises of God. This is a conditional promise that because I love him and because you love him, God will work everything to your good because we love him. It's a conditional promise. There are many promises in scripture that are conditional. And we have to understand that because we love God and because he loves us, we can hold on to the promises of God this morning and we can know that this promise is for us, that God is always working things to our good. Part of the comeback is understanding that everything that happens in our life, God is working for us. Second of all, this morning, number two, not only is it a conditional promise, but it's a comprehensive promise. It says that all things, all things, not some, not many, not even most. When I was in seminary, we had to do a, a, a project, a study, and our assignment was we had to study uh, out the word all in Scripture and uh, find out what it means. Let me tell you what the word all means in Scripture. It means all. <laughs> That's what it means. It means all, not some, not a few. It means all. It says that all things, God works all things. It's comprehensive. What does that mean, comprehensive? All aspects of something or the scope of or uh, all that is risk, even the damage of something. The comprehens- it's a comprehensive promise that God will work all things to our good. That means God, that means the abuse It means the accusation, it means the altercation, it means the affair, it means the addiction, it means the abandonment, it means the affliction, it means whatever is lost, it means the accident, it means the abortion. In other words, what it means is God comprehensively takes all things and work it to good in our life. A young Christian Sometimes I have a hard time understanding what all things, God works all things for our lives. And then I began to thought, as a, as a young Christian, I thought this scripture was always kind of puzzling for me. And so, but then as I began to read it over years, I began to realize who wrote it, who wrote this verse. The one who wrote this was the Apostle Paul. And Paul, and the Apostle Paul said this, he said, I was flogged five times. Three times beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Friends abandoned me. And, and all had forsaken me. And many had forsaken him. But God is, is working all things for my good. In other words, the apostle Paul who wrote this scripture did not write this scripture just out of inspiration. He wrote this scripture based out of what he had walked through and went through. And God will take everything in our life and turn it around and work it for our good. Because that's who God is. He, he, he works. This is a conditional promise. This is a comprehensive promise. 
And number three, this is a complex promise. He didn't say that all things are good. He just said that all things are worked to good. He didn't say all things are good. We know abuse is not good. We know adultery is not good. We know rape is not good. We know cancer is not good. But God is able to take what is not good and make good out of it in our life. See, flour by itself is not good. How many of you ever sit down and just decide you're going to eat a bowl of flour? How many know baking, baking powder is not good? How many know raw eggs are not good? Now, I've known people that eat raw eggs. I don't know why, but they do. Uh, but when you take all those things and bring them together, you can make a cake. And how many know cake is good? It's the same principle. God takes all things and he brings them together and he pulls them together and, and, and he works them for our good. It's not that all things are good. He just works all things for our good. And when you put them together, God makes for us a religious cake or a cake that's tasteful for our lives. This verse doesn't mean that we, that we can live like we want and God will just fix our mess. God allows what he hates to accomplish what he loves. I'll say that again. God allows what he hates to accomplish what he loves. We also, if we can't just take verse 28 by itself, we also have to take verse 29. And this is what verse 29 says. From, from whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What does that say to us? It says this to us, that God, why do all things work together? Why does he bring all things together? What's the complexity of this? So that we all could be what conformed to the image of his son. All things work together so that he can build the image of his son in our lives. He builds that so that all things, the bad things, the good things, he uses and brings them all together and uses them to conform us to the likeness of who his son is. How many are thankful that God brought you out of many things? But the things he's brought you out of, how many know God will use to conform you to the likeness of his son? And so there's the complexity of this passage, of this promise. So there's the, there's the conditional promise. It's a comprehensive promise. It's a complex promise. But lastly this morning, it is a comforting promise. It is a comforting promise to us. Many of you, you are very familiar with the story of Joseph who was forsaken by his brothers, sold into slavery for 20 pieces of silver, we all know that what happened to Joseph, that Joseph ended up in Potiphar's house and his wife, uh, uh, she, she framed him. He ended up in prison. And while he was in prison, he helped the butler and the butler forgot him. And, and what happened was God took all of those bad things that happened to Joseph and what did he do? He raised him up to the prime minister of Egypt. And then the time came when again, his brothers, he saw his brothers again, 13 years later after they sold him into slavery, he saw his brothers again 
and, they, and, and his brothers come for food because there was a famine that was going on in the land. And now his, his brothers had come, and to paraphrase what had happened, Joseph looked at his brothers, and this is what he said. He said the very same thing that we can say this morning, is that what you meant for evil, God has meant for good. God turned all of that around for Joseph, not only just to bring a restoration to his family and his brothers, but that Joseph became the man that brought salvation to the land because of his ways of saving grain, really helped the nation through a famine. And Joseph, God used Joseph in that hour. He used those things that happened to Joseph to turn it around that he might not only bless his brothers, but that he might bless the whole nation. How many know God has bigger plans for your comeback? That God's not just doing it just for you, but that somebody else might be blessed through what God does in your life. Psalms 34, 15 says this, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. How many are thankful that God just doesn't deliver you out of some? He delivers you out of them all, it says. He delivers us out of them all. And so this morning, we have a choice. There are two ways that we can live life this morning. And, and one way is we can live the Jacob way of life or we can live the Joseph way of life. You know what the Jacob way of life was? You read about it in Genesis 42, 36. The, Joseph way, the Jacob way of life is this. Jacob went around saying, all these things are against me. In other words, Jacob lived the victim mentality of life. That every setback in his life, he became a victim to. He was never able to get up or never able to come back or never able to rise up above that for the longest time. All things are against me. He was a victim. But I want to live the Paul way of life this morning, that God is working all things together for my good. And it, it, it may not be good for you right now, but it will be good for you. What you're going through or what you've walked through may not be good for you at this moment, but it will be good for you. God will turn it around and work it to your good. Now, it's been a difficult year for many, and it's been a difficult year to be a pastor. It's been a difficult year to set with families as we've gone through pandemics and, and people that have passed away and we've lost loved ones. It's been a difficult year in many aspects for the church. We've seen things happening in the church body across the nation, and we've seen all these things happening. But I'm believing God is poising us for a comeback in 2021, and God is going to begin to use a comeback. And this is a comeback promise this morning. It's a comeback promise to say that you're going to come back because God is going to take all that has happened, all that has come your way, all that has come down your way over the years. God is going to turn it and use it for your good, not just so that he uses it for your good, but that God will use it that you may also bless others in the coming year. And it's time for a comeback. It's time maybe you need to come back this morning. Maybe you need to come back in your life. Maybe you need to come back in your home, in your marriage, in your, in your finances, in any, every area of your life. Maybe it's time for you to come back. But as Job said, that a tree, even though it's been cut down, it can sprout again. 
It can sprout again even though it gets, it gets old and it ceases to bloom, though its roots, if it can sense water and find water and find water, then it can begin to bloom again. And sometimes we just need to find the water of the Holy Spirit and the water of the Word of God so that we can drink again, so that the stump that life has made out of us can begin to bloom again and rise up again. God has given us the ability to find water this morning, to find the, the strength in the Holy Spirit. God has given us the ability that though you are out, you can be in again. Though you are down, you can be up. And God is going to bring us out and bring you back and bring us out greater than we were before. Stand with me if you would this morning. Pastor Adam, if you'd come. I know this this morning, just as 1 Samuel 14, 14 said, God will always devise a way for those that have been banished. In other words, the word banished there, those who have been, those who have gone out away. God will always make a way back. God always devises a way for return. God always devises a way that we can regather what the enemy has stolen. We can regain what we've lost. That there be restoration in your family, in your home, in your life, in your families. That you can reclaim and refresh. Some of you need to be refreshed this morning. Renewed this morning. Some of you need to be, your lives need to be restored again this morning. And it's time for us to begin to release and again to begin to walk in the spirit of a comeback not only in our lives, but in our church and in our church family. God is bringing a comeback. God is going to start bringing a comeback. And we must understand that we can't look to the past and dwell on that. We have to look back and say, God is taking what has happened and turning it around for my good. Because all things work together to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of, your, of his Son. God is conforming you to the image of his Son. All things work together so that he can make you more Christ-like. I don't know about you, but all my desire this morning is to be more Christ-like. To want to be more Christ-like. Even right where you are this morning. I'm just going to pray a, just a prayer over you this morning, a prayer of faith over you. And I'm going to pray that 2021 is going to be a year wherever you need a comeback, there will be a comeback. Maybe it's financially. Maybe, maybe this year has been difficult financially for you. Maybe you've been laid off. Maybe you've lost money. Maybe, maybe you have financially struggled because of what COVID has done. We're just going to pray a comeback, a financial comeback for you this year. Maybe it's been emotional. Maybe you've lost loved ones that are close to you. And it's been a, an emotional year, emotionally, just wrapping your head and brain around what's happening in our nation, in our culture, and even right now, even in our own city, in our own region, as we are experiencing even now more COVID positives than we have all year long. But God has been faithful. Maybe your health has kept you back this year. 
but it's time for your health to make a comeback. I'm believing as Ron lays in that hospital this morning, God is making a comeback for him. God is touching his kidneys. God is touching his body. And God is making a comeback. God is touching him right where he is now. Maybe if you're watching online this morning and you need a physical healing this morning, we're going to pray for you. That you'll get that. Maybe you need a spiritual healing this morning. Maybe God wants to bring a spiritual comeback to you this morning. Frank Wright said that before he went out to the second half to lead the Buffalo Bills to that win over the Houston Oilers, a college friend came up to him at halftime and said, Hey, Frank, you've already done this before. You can do it again. While he was in college, he led his college university back for the university's biggest comeback ever when he was in college. He had already done it before. And so the encouragement of his friend and brother encouraged him. I believe the attitude of our God is that God never gives up on anybody. Some of you may have struggled spiritually this year. But I'm here to tell you, God is going to give you a spiritual comeback. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. There is a river flowing that the dead can come to life. We can't live in pity parties. My pastor used to say you can't live in pity parties because nobody brings gifts and nobody shows up but the devil. (laughs) So pity parties are not good for us, amen? I want to pray over you this morning. Maybe you need to come back this morning. And if you do, I just want you just to bow your head towards God. And we're going to pray. And as I pray, we're just going to believe God to give you a comeback in your health and every area of your life. Father, we thank you this morning. God, we're believing for a comeback. We're believing for a comeback stronger than we ever were. God, we know that you're working all things together for our good. For today, we have read the comeback promise in your word. We've read the promise that that says that you work all things, not some, not a few, all of them. Nothing. You, You waste no experience in our lives. And so, God, we thank you, God, for because we love you, because we love you, God, and you love us, we can lean on the promises of the Word of God. And I pray for a comeback this morning. I pray that this is a comprehensive promise, that God doesn't leave anything out, that it means that every damage that was done, everything that's been a part of our life, you will use. God, this is a complex thing to understand, but as believers, we understand the fact that, God, you're in control. And that, God, you use all things in our life. All those things at times, some spiritual promises in by themselves. But sometimes you take all of your promises and put them together. And they became something that we can believe in and hold on to this morning. And I pray those this morning that need to come back will hold on to the promises of God this morning. We don't live by others' explanation, 
but we live by the promises of God. We lean on all 8,810 promises this morning. We hold close to our heart and believe you for this morning. And we thank you for those promises. And so God, we just pray a river of life would flow that the roots of our stump and the roots of our tree would begin to seek out water, would begin to seek out and begin to bloom again. Some in here this morning are going to begin to bloom again. Your comeback is on the way. You're getting ready to make your comeback. And God's bringing you back. God's going to bring you back better and stronger than you ever were before. River Valley Community Church will be stronger than it's ever been in its history in 2021. We're just believing that, God. Financially, spiritually, leadership-wise, we believe, God, for a harvest. We believe, God, this is going to be a great year for us. And we thank you for the comeback that you give us in the promise of the Word of God. We thank you for the hope that is in Christ. And we thank you for the joy that is in Jesus. Now just lift your hands to the Lord, those of you that will, and just receive this morning. Just receive. Just receive the presence of God. Just let the river of God run over your life this morning. Just receive God's promises this morning. By the lifting of your hands, it's a sign of your surrender to the will of God that He's working all things to your good. He's working all things to your good. All things have been worked to your good. You've had a setback this year, or you've had setbacks in areas, but God is your setback is God's setup for your comeback. God is going to bring you back this year. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can receive. We thank you, God, that your Holy Spirit can minister to us this morning. We thank you for the promise of the Word of God this morning. We thank you for every comeback you're getting ready to do in 2021 in our lives. Every comeback. Because you're working all things for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. It's His purpose, not our purpose, but His purpose. Lord, we, we submit this morning because, God, we want to fulfill Your purpose. And God, as we turn back towards You, may You fall upon our necks. May You... Kiss us with favor and blessing of God. God, restore back the ring, our gift. Restore back. Help us come back. Help walk with us as we come back as you did the prodigal son. And we thank you, God, for the comeback. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Would you give the Lord a clap offering this morning? Thank you for joining us for River Valley Community Church's podcast. If you feel led to give, you can click on the donation link in the description or visit our website at rivervalleymadison.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.